When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Have you heard about these kids who accidentally broke a $64,000 glass replica of the Disney castle? Not the sad castle, as we like to call it at Disneyland. The one that, well, it is, it's a sad castle. (laughs) It's very small compared to the one at Disney World. This was a big, beautiful Cinderella's castle that was uh, made by an artist um, and it was displayed in a museum of glass in Shanghai. And what happened was ooh, two kids were chasing each other around one of the exhibits when they accidentally hit the $64,000 glass replica of the Disney castle. No. <sighs> okay. Now here's our question to you. 651-641-1071. Should the kids or the families be responsible to pay for it or at least part of it? What say you? We'll we'll take your calls here. 651-641-1071. But here's what we know. Um, the, the castle was not entirely destroyed. Ooh. Parts of it were, quote, demolished. Other parts were, quote, damaged um we know that the value was somewhere near sixty four thousand dollars it took 500 hours to build it was created by the arribas brothers who are spanish artisans who actually gifted that castle to the museum in 2016 it looks like they work with disneyland extensively well i'm not surprised by this because if you go to some of the stores on main street in the disney world disneyland area you will see a lot of glasswork there um, that is expensive and valuable. Um, it is. Uh, it features 30,000 individual pieces. It's decorated in 24 karat gold, and it weighs 132 pounds. It is, by the way, inspired by the one at Shanghai Disneyland, um, which is officially known as the Enchanted Storybook Castle. So here's the thing. Here's other information to know. The museum essentially was like, yeah, you know, the little visitors knew that their behavior was inappropriate. Uh, Under the encouragement of their parents, they reported the incident to the museum staff. Their attitudes were friendly and sincere and sincere and sincere. Sorry, friendly and sincere. And they agreed to help out with the follow up matters. Um, They are seeming to take it in stride. The uh, the brothers the Arribas brothers who were part of this gift who made it 
They don't seem to be upset about it at all. They said, luckily, it's not destroyed. As soon as coronavirus travel restrictions are lifted, Miguel will go to Shanghai and do the repair. He loves to travel, said his brother. Um, He's just glad that people are looking at his beautiful work. So essentially, kind of all the interested parties seem to be taking it in stride. But being a mom with small kids, this is... My nightmare. I have a question for you, Colleen. Yeah, I have an answer. You have small kids. Yeah, I mean, they're it's, like, it's they're, yeah, they've been small. You have gone through the journey of being responsible for small children. Yes. Let's put it that way. Yes. Would you ever bring small children to a place called the gla- no, Museum no. of Glass? No, I feel like you are inviting... <laughs> You're like inviting a disaster. diarrhea onto yourself. It's terrible. Stress diarrhea from the fact that you were bringing small children to the Museum of yeah. Glass. No, thank you. I no, no, I don't think I'd even, it wouldn't even, if we were on a vacation and I was like, look at all these places we can go. There's this museum and that museum and the Museum of Glass. We'd be like, definitely not going there. And still even. And I have a 13-year-old and two 10-year-olds. I can't, No. I wouldn't even want to go to the Museum of Glass for no. fear of breaking something. Exactly. Terrifying. My 13-year-old is incredibly tall, and he's got long limbs. And sometimes I'm not entirely sure that he's he's aware of that what? yet. You know when you're kind of still trying? It's like Bambi learning how to walk. Yeah. Like, you don't quite know what to do with all that. Oftentimes, he knocks things over without meaning to, right? I do it. My, everybody does it. This, of course, was a case of the kids chasing each other, and that's the thing I think that's drawing the ire of um, of people, sure. of the public. Um, hey, Hope, do we have any callers? Yes, we do. Perfect. Let's take... Uh, who do we have? We have Jack. Hi, Jack. Do, what do you think should happen? Should the family have to pay for this? Well, Colleen, hypothetically, of course, I would be the father, and I would simply say to you, honey, you need to calm down. Kids are kids. This is an accident. Kids are safe. Everything's fine. Don't make it to be a bigger issue than it is. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds expensive and all that, but I I would be concerned about the mother of the children like I'm concerned about you, (laughs) that you want to be punitive. And I don't think it's a a teachable moment, but I don't think it's a punitive moment. Nobody was hurt. It's It's a real thing that can be replaced or repaired. So I just would urge you to calm down. That's what I would say. Well, thank you, Jack. I don't think I was uncalm because I don't I, I hadn't even actually weighed in on what I think yet. But thank you for your call. Um, I, I hadn't even said that I actually don't think that they should have to um, pay the full sixty four thousand. I don't even think that they should have to. um I think what they did was exactly right, um, the way the museum described it. The kids, I do think it's important as a lesson for the kids to apologize for their part in that and learn from it um, because that the, there was clearly some sort of inappropriate behavior going on. Right. Um, and I that's the kind, that's how I would parent it as well. Like you have, because you were doing something inappropriate in a place, you're going to have the consequence is you have to learn from that and atone for it. The atonement doesn't necessarily mean to be the need to be the payment, but that is a, that is a teachable moment. Oh, for sure. It's your behavior has consequences. And as a result of your behavior, you ruin this castle and now you need to apologize. Mm -hmm. And by all reports, it seems like that's what's taking place. Also, I feel like everyone's taking it in stride. Somehow, some way, I feel like a little 
insurance policies uh, is uh, in all of this, meaning that this was probably covered. Oh, yeah. So even though it's broken, Mm -hmm. they're going to be fine. They're going to be able to fix it. And then somebody's going to want to buy it. And then everything is all right. And, you know, it all ends with a smile on a face. But not, I mean, let's just talk about the fact of the stress. Oh, my God. Stress. Are you kidding me? I I just going again, going to the Museum of Glass. Maybe that wasn't a wonderful choice to do when you have small children. I mean, it, it reminds me of a couple of years ago, at least a couple of years ago. There was CCTV footage of a person at a museum who tripped and fell over the rope and pushed into a painting. Yeah. And that is my nightmare Never going to the Museum of Glass. I know. <laughs> As an adult, never going to the Museum Just of Glass. Just not going to be where I am. I'm going to look at pictures of it. Uh, do we have any other calls, Hope? We do not. Okay, fine. fine. Nobody else wants to talk fine. about it. That's no, fine. No, fine. They it's fine. fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Maybe it's just causing everybody else so much stress oh. because they also have that secret fear of ruining something in a museum. I will say this, though. Um, this, here's an interesting thing. I did not. I was not aware that there was a Shanghai Museum of Glass. Nor was I aware that there was a $64,000 glass replica of the Disney castle. Now I do know that. And now I do know were I in Shanghai and that was something I wanted to see, that would be available for my perusal. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, at the end of the day, even though they've lost something valuable, it seems, but they haven't even really lost it because it sounds like the artists are happy to go and, and repair it. But now we know that it even exists. So they win. They win. In closing, I'm not going to the Museum of Glass. In closing, not surprised. Yeah. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to check in with a publationship. This is a messy publationship. What is a publationship, first of all, Holly? A publationship is a celebrity relationship in service of celebrity. So we haven't actually named this one yet. Uh, didn't we try? No, we didn't I don't try. Think we even tried no. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. I feel like this one's going to be a tricky one to come up with a name for, but we will work on it. We have to talk about those two when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here Hello. Uh, running the show like a bunch of lady bosses. And uh, Hope is at the controls. Yeah. Just a bunch of lady power here. I'm yeah. here for it. Um, but we have to talk about something that is a very popular topic on the Colleen and Bradley show. And that is the topic of the publationship. What, pray tell, is a publationship, Holly? A publationship is a relationship in service of celebrity. Yes. And specifically, again, this is not one that we have named yet. Um, specifically today, we're talking about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Now, this is a relationship that made waves because it was the re- revelation of this publationship or this relationship that was the beginning of the public end of Megan Fox's uh, relationship with Brian Austin Green. Right. So Machine Gun Kelly released a new song with a video starring Megan Fox. And apparently it was just love from the get-go because once those two started hooking up together after that video, then that's when we learned 
of the divorce for real this time because mm-hmm. I think Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox have had an on again, off again relationship over the past, gosh, probably 10 to 15 years at this yeah. point. Yeah. <gasps> time. Yeah. Time mm-hmm. passing. Mm-hmm. Time passing. But there's, um, we're, why don't you just take us on a journey, Holly, through, through the tabloids and their characterization, characterization of Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly's relationship as it also pertains to Brian Austin Green and whatever he's up to. Well, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox totally together. And Colleen, the reason why we know that they're totally together is because they made it Instagram official. Mm. Because what is a relationship if you don't blast it out on social media? I mean, does it even exist? Does it does it fall in the woods? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But what I do know is that Machine Gun Kelly and er, yes, and Megan Fox shared a selfie that they took in a bathroom mirror together. As you do. And called it true love. The caption reads in the picture, waited for eternity to find you again with the red heart and knife emojis. Okay, can I just... It's so obvious. It's so obvious. This is all so performative. Oh, it's so thirsty. At the very least, we can understand from that caption... Is that these two are horny and they're doing it all the time. Oh, for sure. So they are- And they're making us be privy to it. <laughs> yes. So at the very least, we can take that away. But then they're also, and I think that Megan Fox also did a podcast interview at one point just a couple of weeks ago about her first meeting with Machine Gun Kelly and essentially that it was a faded meeting and that they were like twin flames their souls intertwined i'm paraphrasing but that's the gist of it being that they've waited through eternity to find each other again that they are soulmates and that they are twin flames dancing in the universe on the plane of existence Mm, so it's it's where a soul has ascended to a high enough level that it can be split into two different bodies at the same time and so we're actually oh my gosh i am sorry i have to read these words because they are obnoxious please read them we're actually two halves of the same soul and i said to him almost immediately because i felt it right away look when you're writing about okay i'm gonna judge because it's what we do on the show Mm -hmm. right i'm gonna judge when you're writing about that about someone you've only been hooking up with a couple of months it just means that you're horny and you're yeah. having sex a lot and it's really fun and you just want to share it with and everybody. own it like be and like we it. are having new relationship sex. Let's mark two years from now. Yeah. If Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are still together, are they still going to be waxing poetic about their horniness like this on social media? And well, if they we'll are, see. I will say like people are going to be vomiting. We'll see. Um, we'll see. OK, so this is so interesting because they want us to know how in love with each other they are. Yeah. But what does this mean for Brian Austin Green, right? Because he was doing a little um, traipsing around with some ladies. He was getting Mexican food. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> 
Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mm-hmm. With twice. Twice with Courtney Stodden. Mm-hmm. And then, apparently, he wasn't with Courtney Stodden anymore. The hot tub and came to an end. And mm-hmm. then he was with this model named Tina Louise. Unfortunately, not the same Tina Louise. That, that would be a whole Gilligan's different Island. story. That would be a story I would love. And but, we'd be here for it. And we would be here for it. But Brian Austin Green and Tina Louise are already donezo. They had a hot hookup, and they are done. Now, what's interesting about this is that the headlines of Brian Austin Green and Tina Louise's breakup... They're all over the place. And a lot of these articles were just published yesterday. Mm-hmm. The same day that Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly put their eternal love selfie up on social media. But the thing about this is, is that that story of Brian Austin Green and Tina Louise is at least a week old. We were talking about it yep. here on the Colleen and Bradley show last week because there were photographs of Brian Austin Green on the beach with his kids in Malibu that was dated July 23rd. So the, we already knew about the breakup. And they were trying, by publishing those photographs, because let's be honest, that was a planted opportunity. Mm-hmm. They're trying to show, oh, look, Brian Austin Green, he's not horny in with Courtney Stodd, and he's out there with his kids in Malibu being a good dad. Okay, he's a I, good dad. I have to have a moment about this. Yep. Um, because I do, listen, we think critically about the stories and the ways that the tabloids tell them and what that means about the people in the stories and what they want us to be thinking about. And there is kind of a sexist um, storyline that goes along with this because the thing that is going on is in the beginning when Brian Austin Green was out with Courtney Stodden and then out with Tina Louise. It was like, look, he's getting out there. He's doing what guys do, right? He's dating around. He's got ladies. He's taking them out for Mexican food. Yeah, we're just getting takeout. Right? But the second that Megan Fox is like overt about the fact that she and Machine Gun Kelly can't get enough of each other and they're totally doing it constantly, that's when suddenly the narrative about Brian Austin Green shifts to family man. Yeah. And family man. And also the narrative is that Tina Louise, one of the reasons she broke up with Brian Austin Green is because she was disheartened by the bullying from Megan Fox fans. See, so this is what happens is now we're being told a story to make us think about Brian Austin Green in a certain way. Yeah. And like he's showing up to dad because Megan Fox is so busy with Machine Gun Kelly. Also, I do need to say I almost always want to call her Megan Kelly. I, well, it, because because it's she's so with Machine Gun Kelly. It's really difficult now. If Megan Kelly was hooking up with Machine Gun Kelly, that would be another now, story. Again, that would be another story that I'd be very interested in following. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not the story being presented to us. Nay, nay. In any case, I just I think it's important to be paying attention to why we're being told or fed these stories like the fact that Brian Austin Green is so busy out there being dad he's on just, the beach he's just dad and he's just he's a yeah. good dad yeah he just likes to hang out with his kids holding their yeah. hand on the beach he's all smiles I mean he's just he's just dad and oh yeah 
And that like th- th- this relationship just honest to God didn't go anywhere. It was like three days it, old. Yeah, it was three days old. And that all Brian Austin Green has to do is take his family to the beach one day in mm-hmm. Malibu. And that qualifies as capital G good, capital D dad. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We'll call them D-bags. And we'll tell you about them when we come back on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. He'll be back next week. Holly Roberts and I are here with you till three o'clock today. Hope Hi. is at the controls. Hi. Hi. We have some celebrities behaving badly we'd like to tell you about. We call them D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay, so I okay. I'm gonna just start by saying, no, I don't even know how to even touch this. Madonna, Madonna's my d bag. Madonna's my d bag. Just touch it, touch it, touch it. It's the only way we can break the seal. So, so many people have been sharing this clip, and it has been censored for good reason. Um, It's a clip of somebody by the name of Dr. Stella Emanuel, who is a primary care physician based in Houston, Texas. And um, she in this video is basically saying, you know, why are we on a search for uh, an, a, a vaccine for coronavirus when we have a perfectly good treatment right now? And she goes on to talk about her own her own experience in uh, which where she claims to have treated 350 coronavirus patients with hydroxychloroquine, which is a drug that we've been talking about now for months that uh, has been sort of brought into a divisive argument about how to treat COVID. And it's kind of been dragged into a political realm, but the FDA has pulled it because they have deemed through clinical trials that it does not work for that purpose. It does work for other purposes, not for COVID. Well, Madonna shared this video on her Instagram and she declared Dr. Dr. Emmanuel her hero. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it didn't take long before that got pulled from her Instagram and captioned as, quote, false information uh, alongside a link that led to another page and it clarifies the claims that are made in this video. Of course, Annie Lennox showed up and she said, this is utter madness. Annie Lennox showed up in the comments? Yes, Uh, on Madonna's post. I can't believe that you are endorsing this dangerous quackery. Hopefully your site has been hacked and you're just about to explain it. Well, I'm here to tell you that did not happen. Madonna did take it down, but she has not actually apologized for it. Now, this clip famously has been used by a lot of other people and also deemed quackery. In fact, actually, I just was scrolling through social media and saw another person who posted that video. Oh, um, mm-hmm. And whenever it gets posted, it gets posted with like a see, I told you so type of like well, caption. It has a filter over it. So watching this in real time last night, Colleen, over on Madonna's Instagram mm-hmm. account, 
Uh, this video has a filter put over it that says false information reviewed yeah. by independent fact checkers. Yeah. And then you can click on it to see why Instagram will take you along on their fact checking process. Because I was like, well, what the heck is going on on Madonna's Instagram account? The irony, false information, Madonna's caption, the truth will set us all capital F free. Now, here's what I want you to know about Dr. Emanuel. Oh, um, oh. And this is what is drawing the ire of a lot of Madonna fans Ugh. is that um, she has said she has said I'm not even going to say what she said, but she has said some pretty damning things um, about the GLTBQ community. Uh-huh. And. That is a community that makes up a bulk of Madonna's fan base. Right. And Madonna has not done the due diligence of seeing the hurtful, like seeking out the hurtful comments that Dr. Emanuel has made and um, acknowledging them and maybe issuing an apology to her fans. Right. She's very concerned with getting eyeballs on her social media right now. It's, Madonna? She's thirsty. Oh, Madonna, honey. She's been... She's Somebody been, send her some Gatorade. Yeah, please. Electrolyte. Send them to Madonna. I don't know where she is on the planet. Is she in New York? In New York? Is she in Portugal? It doesn't matter. You can get them all over the world. Mm-hmm. We've seen Madonna's mm, COVID... Quarantine behavior. Well, yeah. And where... You'll, yeah, you'll recall she actually allegedly had COVID already. And sort of yes. flippantly said, you know, I'm going to now I got to just walk around free and breathe the COVID air. Well, because she was doing that and she was out last month during protests and she showed up at a protest in London and she was hugging people. And her line was, well, I have the antibodies so I can come out here and I can hug people. Yeah, I, And it was just I, and not a good I, look. It's not a, it's good, not a look. good look. It's not a good look. And, you know, in. Don't necessarily, I'm not the type of person to call for an apology for a lot of things. I mean, if you, Mm -hmm. but at this point, yes, Madonna, your fan base is made up of a large swath of LGBTQ people. Mm -hmm. And when you said that this woman, this doctor was your hero. Yeah. That goes, that's a little hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it says something. It says something. (sighs) Who's your D-bag, Holly? Oh, thanks for asking, Colleen. It's the Daily Mail. Oh, what have they done now? flyer. They are. Oh, the Daily Mail. I mean, I scroll your right-hand side of your page all the time looking for trash. (laughs) And I was doing that this morning when, lo and behold, I found this headline from the Daily Mail. I'll just read you the headline. Okay. Meghan Markle... Quote, set up 2015 paparazzi shots through her PR team when she was unknown suits actress trying to raise her profile in the UK. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Daily Mail. The point of publishing that headline is the Daily Mail is trying to make that into something salacious. I mean, there's nothing... It, it, like, we it, know that people do that. Duh. Hello, also, duh. Can, can we pause for a second and yes. actually, like open our eyes to what's actually funny about this is that the Daily Mail purchases those. Thank you for playing, Colleen. Exact photographs. Thank you for playing the home game. Exactly. So the Daily Mail is trying to take this story about Meghan Markle going and setting up paparazzi shots in London through her PR team like it's something to be ashamed of, like it's something 
that Meghan Markle should be ashamed about when in fact it's like, no, Daily Mail, you are stupid. And I'm going to tell you why, because that is exactly the thing that that fuels your existence. You play this game. Oh, they are like the coaches of this game. You are the coaches of you are like the Vince Lombardi. Yes. Of paparazzi photography. You are the Mike Ditka of having staged opportunities for celebrities to go out and about. Okay, you are the Phil Jackson of dumb celebrity stories. Yeah. That is remarkable. Thank you for my sports metaphors. Yeah. No, you're welcome. So the fact that they're publishing this and they're doing the thing that the Daily Mail does when they publish something and it seems fairly innocuous, but the subtext is, is that they're trying to drag or shame the subject of the article, which is what they're trying to do with Meghan Markle. Now they're sharing these photographs of Meghan taken outside of a London restaurant. And yes, obviously, you know, to a trained eye, you can totally tell, okay, well, this is a, this is, they called the paparazzi. They took photographs of her looking lovely outside of the restaurant. That is the game of celebrity, right? That's this, what they do. That is what they do. That, oh, and the fact that you're, you have a beef with Meghan Markle because she's calling you out the daily mail for being trolls. And she's calling you out because currently there's a lawsuit happening between mm-hmm. Meghan Markle and the Daily Mail. Right. We don't really necessarily have time to get into it, but understand that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, well, one of the reasons that they left their senior royal duties is because they were tired of dealing with the British Rota system, the British press, one of them being the Daily Mail, because they were treating them unfairly and they were being super rude to them. So now they're like, fine, we'll play that game. We're going to shame you for doing this, even though there's nothing to be ashamed about. So what we're essentially looking at is a weird, passive-aggressive back and forth, but it's really more one-sided between the Daily Mail and Meghan Markle. And they really have got their hooks into her. Yeah. They do not like Meghan Markle. No, they don't. And so they're trying to reveal, oh, this this hidden uh, secret of Meghan Markle going out and getting these paparazzi shots when it's like, well, duh. That's what she did because she was an actor. She wanted press. Mm-hmm. This is how celebrities do that. Mm-hmm. Then they sell the photographs to you, yeah. Daily Mail, and then you publish them on the right-hand side of your website. We, this, this we is the see you. By the way, Meghan Markle looks lovely in these photographs. She does, actually. I love her. I mean, I would call look. the paparazzi, too. I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, come look at me. I look awesome. Yeah, look at me. Come see me. Yeah. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, I stumbled upon a new TV show, a new Netflix show at the recommendation of one of our listeners. And I have to tell you all about it. A little here's what we're watching live when we come back on My Talk 1071. Have you heard Donna and Steve lately? Check out this highlight. Yeah. Here's a thought about babies. Sure. At one point, people were. Presumably, let's say women in a room all gathered. Here's my baby holding the baby, handing it over. Oh, my gosh, look at you. Oh, he's cooing. This is so great. This is so great. That baby was Osama bin Laden. (laughs) What are you talking about? I mean that Osama bin Laden started as a cute little baby. Very nice eyes, huh? Donna's hot for Osama (laughs) bin Laden. (laughs) No! No! No, Jeez, I will not Donna. let that happen. Wow. I will not. <laughs> oh, my God. You can tell. Don, Don, you can go early. <laughs> Take off, Don. I'm, like, I'm dismissed. <laughs> I'll just say it that way. <laughs> and it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, God.
Come on! Donna and Steve. Listen live or podcast it anytime at MyTalk1071.com or on the MyTalk app. Lori and Julia here. I got a great recommendation from a MyTalk listener, and uh, we started a new show last night that I wanted to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show, MyTalk1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's on vacation. He'll be back later. Don't worry about it. He's relaxing. Holly Roberts and I are here. Cookies. Cookies. <laughs> and hope is at the controls. Um, and whenever we tell you... This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What we're watching on television. We do a little here's what we're watching live. You you guys watch that television show together, don't you? you? Team Cobra presents Here's Here's What what We're we're Watching Live. Okay, so I have to give a thank you to Brienne because she is the one who sent me a message and said, are you watching Love on the Spectrum? Oh, thanks. Thank you, Brienne. So Love on the Spectrum is a a Netflix show, so that's where you can watch it. And it is a five-episode... I I don't even know what to call it. I'm going to call it a docu-series reality show. Hmm. Because it doesn't feel exploitative like a reality show would. It doesn't feel like the storyline is being manipulated, manipulated like a reality show would. It is a look behind the scenes at a group of, of young individuals who are uh, trying to forge relationships and dating relationships who are on the autism spectrum. Oh, interesting. So obviously, so so I'm going to just really quickly tell you about how I encountered it um, because I think it does tell a story of how this sort of like gets into you when you're watching the show. So a recommendation from somebody named Brianne. I said, I thank you for telling me. She knows, obviously, I think a lot of people know we have a son on the spectrum. Um, he's uh, he's high functioning. He is, a th- he's 13. He's very open about his autism spectrum disorder. Um, he has what, what has commonly been called Asperger's, but they do not call it that any longer. So it all falls under the umbrella of the autism spectrum. Um, And because autism is a spectrum disorder, very few people are, if you've met a person with autism, you've met a person with autism. Um, it, it, It shows up in many different ways for many different people. And so I am always curious about how people on the autism spectrum are portrayed and being presented. 
And I always think that there's room for um, education and tolerance when people watch shows about people with autism spectrum disorder. So Brianne suggested this to me. I started watching it last night. Um, I was laying in bed. I was kind of trying to wind down. I knew I was going to fall asleep while I was watching it on purpose, right? Like it was that last thing I was going to watch before I went to bed. Yep. My husband came in 10 minutes later and I had found myself already totally in love with the people that they're following on the show. Each each kind of vignette of a of a person that they're profiling is so lovable and so completely different. And my husband sat down, he goes, what are you watching? And I kind of told him and five minutes in, he also was totally enamored with all the, the people on this show. So it just sort of like get, it just sort of grabs you and you feel like you care about the individuals that they're following on the show and how they're going about finding love. So is it more like a, a dating show or is this more akin? You know what it sounds like, Colleen? It sounds like a 2020 version of an episode of MTV's True Life. Isn't that interesting? It kind of is. So because it's it is part I don't even know how to describe it. It's part documentary, part docu-series. Because these people are real. They're it, real people. Yeah. Um, and there's a number of different sort of scenarios. There's a guy who has never dated before in his life. And he is wanting to kind of tiptoe into the dating world. And so he does like a speed dating. And he specifically does this through a service that deals with people with varying disabilities. So so there's him. Then there's another couple who actually are a couple of adults who are living uh, on the autism spectrum, recently out of their parents' homes, and are forging a relationship together. And then there's another younger gal who's... Um, she identifies as bisexual. And so she's trying to kind of step through figuring out what that means for her as a person who's dating on the autism spectrum. And um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of what the autism spectrum um, is about is sort of a, is a lack of social skills. Um, And I don't even like saying that because they, because, for example, like my son has social skills that he's had to work very hard on, but they don't, he doesn't necessarily read social cues very, like, like people who are neurotypical do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that, so imagine how hard, how tricky that can be when you're in a dating situation. And it's all about subtext. Exactly. Emo- not even just subtext, but emotional mm-hmm. subtext. And reading nuance, you know, mm-hmm. like, is that person actually? Inter- I mean, think yeah. about being neurotypical and dating in the first place. Oh, There's God. so much nuance right. to how you're trying to decide if you like somebody, if they like you, and, what they mean oh, by this. And so much goes unsaid. And if yeah. you're someone perhaps who takes in information by having a literal delivery yep. of emotions mm-hmm. and of feelings, then, you know, it, it's just that much more. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. it just is it just presents another level of uh, um, another hurdle, I yeah. will say. Yeah. And so I, this show is like it's like creeped into the cockles of my heart. And Aww. it's just like, I, like, I can't wait to go home and watch it again. And that to me is the mark of a great show. It is a five episode series, I believe, um, on I think it's five on Netflix. They do. Oh, no, it's four. 
four one-hour episodes. They do label it as a documentary. Oh, by the way, I should say, because this is the part also that makes it yet more delightful, is it is um, also, they have, it's shot in Australia. So they have these Australian accents, which is just fun anyway, right? Because I love to listen to accents. Rise up blinds. Yeah. So everybody has an accent and they say, you know, they have like the, the you know, little idioms that you only hear in Australia. So that just is like an extra layer of fun to to love on the spectrum. But that's all on Netflix and it's 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 wonderful. I cannot recommend it enough. Oh, it totally reminds me of MTV's True Life. That docu-series that yeah. was on 20 years ago. So I imagine each episode of Love on the Spectrum focuses on a specific individual and then what they're going through yeah, the, in it, the dating Like world. a couple, a few different couples yeah. and they profile them in each episode. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, this sounds wonderful. I want to get to know these yes. people a little more. And I want you to get to know them. I want to get to know them. Also, <laughs> I'm looking that they've already ordered a season two. Which I'm super so happy about. It's going to cover new people. So we're not going to get the continuation of the stories of the people in this first season. Which, you know what, though? Let me just say this. One of the things I love about a show like this is it presents an opportunity for a separate catch-up series. So, so it's kind of like... Team, it's sort of like Teen Mom. Just pretend I didn't say it. But I don't. I think that there will be many opportunities for us to catch up with the couples or the people that we meet on this show. Oh, yeah. Love Are you it. watching anything you want to share? I can't remember if I mentioned this show on this show, Colleen and Bradley, or when, well, I don't know. I know I've talked about it when I've been hanging out with Lori and Julia in the afternoon. Mm. But a show that I'm watching, so I like having my stories. Yeah. I like the fact that TV shows on particular streaming platforms come out a week at a time. I'm not a binger. And the show, my my Monday Night Story, my Monday Night Story right now is a show called I May Destroy You on HBO. Okay, why am I not watching this one? I've seen this advertised. I don't know why I'm not watching it. I don't know why you're not watching it, but it's a half hour episode. And this is a show from Michaela Cole. Now, you may know Michaela Cole if you watch the show Chewing Gum. Yes. All right. So she I love her. is the star. She is the writer. She is the mastermind behind the show I May Destroy You. Now, it, it's not easy to describe. But what I can tell you, it's about a woman named Arabella, played by Michaela Cole. And she experienced a sexual assault early on in the show. So it's about that. But it's about so much more. It's mm-hmm. about... The idea of sexual consent. It's about the idea of what it... I would just say it's an idea about what it is to be a sexual being in the year 2020. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way to describe it because not only is it about Arabella, but it's about her friend Kwame. It's about her other friend. It's just about so many other things. But it really raises interesting questions about all of these things. And it does it in a way that's compassionate. It's funny. It's also heart wrenching. And Michaela Cole is really a force to be reckoned with creatively. And I'm so glad that she made this show. And it's streaming on HBO now, right now. And it's continuing. So we're not done with this series right now. And I think that it's just going to wrap up. I don't think Michaela Cole has uh, any uh, ideas on how to continue this story, but highly recommend it. So we're thinking it's going to be like a. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. 
So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.